Welcome to the Spawn Point. Loading is now complete. Here's your host, Nick. All right, guys, it is time to welcome in our first guest of the day. You guys know him. You love him. It might be from Pokemon. It might be from Respawn Recruits. You know his energy for sure. Welcome Top Goose to the show. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. How's it going? What up? How you doing, man? No, I appreciate you having me on for starters. So a lot of people might not know this, but this is actually the first podcast I've ever been on. Um, and I just, yeah, man, like I, I really appreciate you reaching out and wanting to do that with me. So thank you for starters. Oh, no, thank you. I'm honored. Honestly, if this is your first one, like this is big. <laughs> I, I'm going to remember this someday. I'm like, I was the first someday when, <laughs> when you're on American dad's level. I'm going to, I'm going to remember this you're day. Crazy. You're crazy. I love you, man. <laughs> so as uh, something I'd like to ask everybody just in general, but especially on here yeah. so far, what, what got you started like in this whole content creation space? Yeah, absolutely. No, I love the question. So it really would have started when I was a kid. So I have a mod, his name's Graham, and him and I used to play games together all the time. And we'd talk about, yo, it'd be so cool if we could make content. At that time, it was YouTube, which wasn't even really a thing, or it wasn't really big, or it was called whatever it was called back then, as sad as that is, I'll remember. Um, and I remember working at Best Buy, Man, it was when I first started. Everybody started getting into streaming. And a few of my buddies were doing it. And I was like, I can't do that. My PC's not good enough. And they're like, oh, dude, I'm running this crappy card with this and this. So one day I actually just booted it up, learned how to download it, put the kick, like the key in so you could connect it and stuff. And it was obviously really, really bad, but it just, it kind of just clicked. Like it wasn't obviously where I'm at now, like in any way, but I felt like it was something that was just, fun in terms of a hobby. Um, I never really took it seriously for a while, to be honest with you. But I would say starting into content creation from me would have been playing video games from other people. Honestly, as crazy as this sounds, it would have been guys like um, obviously the the grandmaster of it all, PewDiePie. Like he kind of laid a lot of the groundwork for us. Yep. Um, other guys, Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, I don't know if a lot everybody got to know him now, Dashy Games, like all those guys kind of laid that groundwork and seeing them play and me getting excited for their progress and stuff like that. It really laid that groundwork for me for sure to to want to jump into it. That's great. So I, I love when people bring up PewDiePie as someone that really got him introduced to that because that was a big introduction for me. But I'm a lot older yeah. than most of the people I interact <laughs> with in the community. So it's like whenever someone brings that up, I'm like, yes, I, I know who that is. Uh, so you and I were talking privately recently, um, just kind of about life, getting to know each other better. Um, mm. And you mentioned how you had taken a nine-month break uh, oh, man. pretty recently. It just kind of gave it all up, moved away. Uh, what what got you to that point and what brought you back and kind of got you reinterested in? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'll definitely – I've never been this transparent about this, so I'll definitely let you have the tell-all. So it was probably 20, shoot, I don't remember the year. It must have been 2018, the end of 2018 into 2019. Uh, things just weren't going the way I wanted to. I, I was starting to think about progression with streaming, and I didn't know how or what steps to take. I didn't want to take the initiative to really look. I couldn't understand. I was just really clouded, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. Um, come January, February, March of 2019, Things were okay, um, but around March, I 
lost my job. So I had to really kind of take a step back and figure out what I wanted to do. I obviously wasn't, at that time, I wasn't making like anything off content creation at all. Um, and I sold my PC and that was kind of the, the dagger for me. I was like, well, I don't, yeah, there was no progression. Um, there was a lot of people telling me like, oh, you're not even progressing anywhere as well. Just those like backhanded, it, it wasn't really a compliment, but they would say things like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm the only one really here. Things like that. Like, and it just, it brought me down and I sold the, sold the computer and stuff and I was fine with it, honestly. Um, then it was March, April, May, June, July, September, October. So it was, I guess it was seven months, but the two months before that I wasn't, I was streaming like once, um, like I streamed like twice. So I wouldn't really even call that being there. Um, but during that time, I kind of took a step back into who I am more as an individual. I grew up a lot, like a lot. I used to be like a hoodlum. Uh, I used to really not care about anything from finances to like relationships with friends or anything like that. Like I was very, I was selfish. Um, and it was definitely to a, it was definitely to a fault, a huge fault. Um, but I think the moment I wanted to come back was when I realized that I actually still had people reaching out to me for help and they wanted me to kind of guide them and just seeing them stream really made me miss it and miss everybody. Um, so then came, it was July and that's kind of when I thought I'm going to, I'm going to come back. So I saved money. I had a job at that time. I have a new job. Um, made my money and stuff, bought a new PC, built it. And then September came around and I did two streams on Twitch. And it just, it didn't feel the same. There was something that was off. I don't know if it was me, the energy, just, you know, that feeling, that aura you get when you're like, what is, go like, where am I? You almost feel like you're not in, you don't belong almost, right? Even though everything looks okay. Well, <laughs> I thought, let's jump over to Mixer. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret it, but I jumped over to Mixer. So even here, like October, September, October, and November, a little bit in November, I was over on Mixer. So I don't even know if I, was, I like you'd call that a comeback or not. Like it might even, I could take that time, I guess. Um, but it was awesome. I met so many amazing people on Mixer. Um, we really, there's a few people out there that I still connect with on a daily, right? They still came back to Twitch when obviously Mixer shut down. Um, and that it, it brought me to a place where I realized I definitely wanted to be on Twitch. I just didn't know what yet. Um, I knew I wanted to play some games. Like when I streamed before, I just streamed League of Legends every day, no schedule, no nothing. I just hit live. Um, and kind of the same with Mixer too. There was no real schedule, but I, I put a little bit more into the visuals, the audio and things, things like that. Um, but yeah, I would say realistically, Sometime in November is when I ended up coming back to Twitch of 2019. Um, so it would be about, like, let's say a year now I've been back. Um, and that's really it. I mean, while I was gone, I, I worked a lot while I was gone. Um, and I think the job I'm at now really helped me grow up as well because it's it's a job. It's 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 like a career. So I think it's weird. I'm all over the place, but... Thinking about 
a job versus a career to me, I think really helped me grow up. Because before I was at Best Buy, you just go, do your job, leave. You don't really care. You don't give a crap. Whereas now the job I'm at, it's like you really strive for something. And that made me realize, I guess, I really wanted to strive for Twitch and to, to put my best foot forward there and kind of narrow down how I wanted to do things. You know, that's I, I really identify with what you said there because I was I worked at US Cellular for years and it's like I mean, I took my job seriously, like I was good at it, you know, I I but it was show up, put in your time and dip. And then when I moved into my new job now, which I would definitely like consider a career, it, it made me take a lot more things seriously, look at things in a whole different light. And I think it um definitely helped with like time management as far as like my streaming side of things go or even just like content side because it was like okay I have like a set schedule for the first time in my life like it's the same hours every single day I can kind of build around this now where I'm not trying to kick out a video where you know I worked mostly nights one week and then days the next week it was all over the place so that's I think for anyone in this space getting a a job that kind of feels like more like a career gets you a little more motivated to grow up uh for lack of a better term, I guess, you know, um, I think that helps a ton, especially with a set, a set work schedule. I feel so bad for my homies that like work in like the restaurant business and some days get stuck at work till like 1am. It's really hard to create like steady content in a situation like that. It is a thousand percent. And I was thinking about this earlier, actually, like I see, I have a few individuals on Twitter who will just be like, sorry, sorry, homies, streams canceled. Sorry, brothers, streams canceled. Got to cancel, got to cancel. Love to be here, but got to cancel. And it's like, or they'll do like short stream. And to me that like that, that's like a dagger, man. Like coming from experience saying like missing the stream, not going to be here. Like if you can't take that seriously, why would anyone else? Right? Like at the end of the day, the people who are at your streams or watching your videos somewhere deep down want to see you succeed. Yeah. So if you look like you don't want to see yourself succeed intentional or not, it's going to be so hard, so hard for them to. Um, and uh, yeah, I definitely relate with that. That's part of even when I was at Best Buy, it was so inconsistent. Like it'd be so hard to make a schedule and stick to it. And I feel like having a career where everything is steady and a set schedule definitely did help. 100%. I agree. Yeah. It's so speaking of time management, things like that, you, it's, it, it's undeniable that you have seen a huge growth, um, over the whole year, but since the summer i guess on specifically um yeah it, it just you've blown up man and it's it's so nice to see i'm so happy for you but how have you managed that because it's it, it it was a little more straight up than some people get that nice curve up i mean you went zero to 60 real quick um yeah how, how have you managed expectations for yourself um kept your ego low which is just non-existent so props for that as well but uh, how how do you go about managing all of that um one thank you i appreciate it man uh proud but never satisfied i think is kind of the the key term for it to be honest with you um so in a little bit of a background here just so we can kind of because it did go zero to 60 pretty quick but realistically what happened was january of 2020 i Let's back up a little more, actually. I wasn't gonna tell I wasn't gonna talk about this, but you know what, man, I love you. Let's do it. Let's let's yes. do a tell all here. So I'm getting the tell all. December of twenty nineteen, I had a mod. Um and they were trouble. They were a lot of trouble uh for the community, for everybody else. It was super toxic, man. Like my average was like 
I think 13 or 15 or something around that time, which is fine. Like, I have no problem with that at all. Um, But that's what it was when I left. And they were super toxic to everybody in the community. Everybody was leaving and having problems and dipping. And I remember one guy messaged me. And he went, yo, don't want to be here anymore anyways. Your chat's always dead. Nobody's ever around. Like, you're not going to get anywhere anyway, so I don't know why you're taking it so seriously. And I was like, I don't know if you beep stuff out, brother, but this motherfucker, man. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. I was like, you know what? Bat down the hatches. It's time to really think and, and turn the wheels here. Um, so I even told Queen. I was like, I'm taking, I was like, I, I want you to know January. I'm taking this the most serious I've ever taken it. We need to work out a schedule. I need to figure out what time works for you. We need to figure out what time works for me. We need to make time together. We need to make time apart, stream, this, that, the other thing. She was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. So um, <laughs> January came around, and I flipped everything. I stopped League of Legends, really. I played it once or twice. Uh, I took a lot to Twitter. Twitter was my big, big movement. Um, I really tried to connect with people, genuine people, um, and that really saw a lot of growth. And I don't know, this is crazy, but... Probably one of the games that I need to give the most credit to that I don't play that I played for like two weeks is Temtem. If you don't know what Temtem is, it is a... It's basically an open world Pokemon game. But oh, okay. it's doubles. I think I've seen people play Double it. battle. It doubles, yeah. Yeah. And I did a giveaway for it and they shouted me out because um, I gave away five copies of the game. So they shouted it out. A bunch of people came by, followed... And a few people still stick around now, but after Temtem died out, like, I, I honestly, sucks to say it. I'm sorry, y'all. I hated the game. <laughs> um, can't come the end of January. That's when the game came out. February and the end of January, I flipped the script, and I go right into Dark Souls. So the weirdest transition ever going from that to the other one, and, and it popped off. Uh, everybody wanted to see me play it. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. I didn't keep any spoilers. I said, you know what, everybody, come by. Show, show the love on the game. I don't care if you tell me what happens. Just don't ruin, like, how to beat a boss or something like that unless I'm struggling. I don't care about the story, man. It's Dark Souls. I'm never going to figure that out anyways. It's the most convoluted thing in the world. So everybody just started to come by. New people would come in. And I went from Dark Souls 3 to... Dark Souls 1 to Bloodborne to Sekiro. And that took up February, March, April, May, June, and July. Sekiro killed me. It was, I didn't like it a lot. It was fun. And again, I was at that point with like Temtem. I was like, oh my God, man, what do I do? And I was sitting here thinking, I was watching other homies like do shiny hunting on Pokemon and stuff. And I was like, man, that'd be fun. But I was like, I've always been ridiculed for playing games like Pokemon and stuff. Everybody's always on me. People are still on me on Twitter. I'll get the odd comment like, oh my God, you got this. Man, I don't care. Go on my face at this point. But at the time, I was like, man, I don't want to be ridiculed for that. And I I was just sitting there one day and I was talking to my other mod who's still a mod. He's he's the GOAT mod. Uh, shout out to Ken. Um, and him and I were just talking. He was like, man, just dive into Pokemon. Who cares? If people don't vibe with it, people don't vibe with it, you'll find people that do. So started out shiny hunting for about a week, and it was fun. We I went through it for a few uh, weeks after I got bored of it even. And the one thing I've always wanted to do that I tried once or twice but never finished was Nuzlocks. 
Um, so we're in September at this point. And the stream's still going good. Um, like, I'm not huge on talking about numbers or whatever, but I think I was at like 30 average, 35 average at the time, which was my goal for the end of the year. So I was super happy about it. Like, at this time, I wanted it to be that. Um, and I was like, man, honestly, I'm bored. I'm bored of Johnny Hunting. So, I mean, common occurrence is I get bored a lot, apparently. Um, but I switched it up to Nuzlocking. And at the perfect time, man, Nuzlocking blew up, opening Pokemon cards blew up, and that combo absolutely killed it for me. Um, I, I can't thank anyone enough who play who does Nuzlocks. Like a lot of people are like, oh, why would you want more people doing them? Blah blah. No, man, everybody do Nuzlocks. I do not care because that's what's going to bring content to that part of the table, right? So. That really, like, cemented what I wanted to do because, one, Nuzlocke's are endless. Basically, you can do a million different versions of them. And I think it's the most fun I've ever had while streaming. And I think those two combos, so from the end of September, October, November, and December, have just been so cementing for me as an individual and as a content creator that it just defined who I am now. Like, I don't think of, like, League of Legends or Dark Souls or anything like that anymore. And before, I always would. I'd be like, oh, well, I used to play this and this and this, and maybe I got to go back to this. But there will be people who come in the chat now, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to watch you anymore unless you do X, Y, Z. Hey, man, I'm here doing this. So I, I have no... I can't tell you anything else, right? Whereas before, I'd be like, I'll think about it. Um, so I think TLDR version, I think a lot of it is... I'm very thankful for everyone who opens up Pokemon packs. Keep doing that. That helps me. <laughs> and everyone who supports that side of Pokemon. Because before it was like we were all losers and nerds and just idiots and you're getting nowhere with it. And then the cards blew up, man. And I think that's really, really what cemented it for me. I bought a few booster boxes, implemented opening them on stream with the Nuzlocke. And that's really what stuck because it was just different, but it kept me in the directory at a good spot. Um, I had a few nice raids here and there, and a few of those people stick around. A lot of people don't know him, but Pokemon Challenges, he is like one of the best Nuzlockers in the world. He raided us in October. Ooh, nice. um, a few of those people stick around. Um, so shout out to him too. He's great. He's a really great dude. Um, but I would, I, I would really say a lot of that growth is based on being found out of the Nuzlocke's and Pokemon cards blowing up, to be honest with you. That's great. And, you, you know, it's it's refreshing to hear somebody say, like, I, I want more people doing the the content that I am in my space. Because so many people are like, oh, I could go for way less people in here so I could stand out more. It's like, eh, find a different way to stand oh. out. If you get more people, like, boosting the Pokemon channel in general, yeah. it, just, it just helps your algorithm, like, 100%. Um, 100%. So uh, since since we're on the subject of Pokemon, uh, throwing it all the way back, what was... Did you get started with the cards, or did you get started with the game? Oh, all the way back? All the way back. Yep, childhood. Oh, all the way back. Little tyke. Um, I started with the show, technically. Okay. I mean, that's um, fair. I think we all did. Yeah, but the game, 100%. I remember loading up Pokemon Blue on Christmas. Oh, buddy. I was five years old. Um, and, and I remember, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, loading it up, and the only part of it I remember is calling potions puddings. I didn't know how to read well. So I'd call them puddings. I'd always tell my grandfather, get me more puddings. Like, he would always play the game for me and stuff. But, um, yeah, 100% the games, man. And I think that's really what helps me out now, too, because a lot of people see it in the content, I think. Like, I'll go back and play an older one, like Pokemon Emerald, and I'll literally get to a town and just stop and vibe to the music because it hits me so hard nostalgically. Like, my the inside of my core is like burning with nostalgia and it's like even on my twitter i'll like share every now and then like pokemon music there's a channel or a, a twitter called i think it's just called pokemon nostalgic music or something like that i forget their name my bad um but they share just pokemon music like it'll just be the character standing there from that game with the music playing and it just it hits me to the core and that definitely helps the nuzlocking and playing Pokemon games as well on stream, to be honest with you. So uh, with that, what do you, um, you're, you're just playing ROMs on your PC, right? You're not hooking up like a Game Boy Advance. I, I'm definitely not playing a ROM on PC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh, my bad. On here, on here, it doesn't really matter, honestly. I'm kind of just playing jokes because that's why yeah. you want to stream. But you're, it is. It's like a secret TOS rule, and it's really oh. from Nintendo because they hate that type of content. One thing I one thing I hate about Nintendo, love you, Nintendo, don't come for me, don't send your assassins, but, like, they hate any ROM hacks of any of their games. Yeah. Um, so I always make the joke, just in case you never know what could happen, just, oh, yeah, totally super legit. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just a ROM. <laughs> um, so I'm a... And I say this, like... 80% jokingly like but I, I I say a lot of the times like I'm an original 150 like if it's not in the original 150 I don't recognize it type I get it because some of those names got a little weird for a while and I'm like 20 years old being like I, I don't it. know what this guy is but I get it. out of all of the series what who's your one like if you had to pick one you're like this is my Pokemon who is it Snorlax all day all right, yeah oh Snorlax is my yes. guy he, he's the goat Yes. He sleeps and hits hard. It's all you need. It's all you need. <laughs> you, oh, yeah, we're best friends. You just made my whole life. I love Snorlax. Yeah, oh, I so love much. Snorlax, man. Absolutely. The Snorlax. two tattoos. Two tattoos that I said I'd get when I hit partner on Twitch. One's a big goose phoenix type thing on my leg, and I'm getting a Snorlax tattoo. I love it, dude. I, I love Snorlax, man. Snorlax is that guy, 100%. I think if I were to ever get a Pokemon tattoo, I'd have to get a Charizard one. Just because you can make yeah. him look so badass, duh. But I would definitely get like a the dude Snorlax type tattoo. Like, yeah, just the yeah. chillest Snorlax ever. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. I, I need to look into that if I can ever get a tattoo again. Yeah, I don't have any yet, but I definitely do want one. Oh, your boy's covered. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> <I> can <see laughs> the yeah. They're creeping up slowly. I keep saying if I don't get to get one soon, <laughs> I'm gonna get a face tattoo, and everyone in my life is like, "Is he really oh my gonna?" God. <laughs> I'm like, no, but I might see if I can hide it. Just a little one. Yeah, just a little one there somewhere in your eyebrow. <laughs> right. And like, I work at like a super professional setting and my work is so cool about my tattoos, but I think that's where they draw the line. They'd be like, bro. Yeah. Eventually we were good with it till the face tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And even like, not to get too off topic here, but I'm totally cool for face tat or for tattoos, but face tats in certain environments, I, I don't think we're there yet. 
Nope. I think it's going to take a little bit longer before yeah. we let Post Malone work in the banks, right? Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I love the idea of Nuzlocke. I actually think I saw it um, through American Dad first, but I think Probably. I saw you both doing it around the same time. Yeah. Shout um, out to him. He's, yeah, he's a goat. The goat. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I spent hours on tw- like on um, Wikipedia and Pokopedia and all that just trying to get like a better explanation of what it is. And I, I think it's a really cool concept. But can you give us like the explain it like I'm five version of what oh, a Nuzlocke is? Absolutely. So most of the time they're randomized, which would mean every single Pokemon in the game is random. You could walk into the first patch of grass instead of seeing a Weedle, you could see an Arceus or Charizard or Mewtwo, whatever. So your starters are randomized as well. You normally, if you're streaming it, you'd let chat pick your starter. Um, If you're on YouTube, you'd kind of take the first episode, let them pick your starter there, then go through. Um, Once the Nuzlocke, quote-unquote, doesn't technically start until you get Pokeballs, and you'll realize why in a sec. So you go about your first route, go do whatever you got to do, get your Pokeballs. When you get your Pokeballs, the only way you can catch a Mon is if it's the first Mon on each route. So if you walk into a patch of grass and you run into whatever you run into, you have to catch that Mon. If you kill it, it runs away. No ifs, ands, or buts. You have to catch that one Mon. And then after that, you can't catch another Mon on that route. So you can only catch one Mon per route. has to be the first one. After that, whatever Mon dies is gone forever. You can't bring it back. You have to let it stay dead. You have to release it or keep it in a different box. So you can't touch it anymore. Besides that, um, there's different variations that you can kind of get into more detail. Um, You can do things like changing abilities and stuff, but that can get a little extreme. Um, But that's kind of the easiest way to put it is you can only catch the first mod on each route. If it dies, it's gone forever. Um, There's a few other rules. You got to nickname all your Pokemon. And that's just for like a stronger bond. Basically, if they get if they die, you're going to be more sad. Um, but that's pretty much the, the justification of all of it. I think I got it all. I hope I do. Anyways, I should really be Googling that just to make sure, but I think I, I think I got the, I think I got most of it there. The, the general of it. That sounded pretty good. And then, so you have like your own variation that you do on stream, the BitLock. What, yeah. what is that? And how did that come about? So I have a, there's a few that I go through. Um, everybody now is starting to call them the sellout locks, but uh, one that I had was the sublock. So that one was a little bit more fun. Um, and it was every 10 subs, resubs or new subs, gift subs, whatever it is, you chat either got to vote to bring them on back or kill them on off. So they could bring in one that did die back or they could just kill another one off. Um, then there's the bit lock, which I'm doing right now, which is basically if you donate a certain amount of bits, um, you can implement a rule. So... I think I have it like 150 bits. You can make me throw a Pokeball no matter what. Even if like, so if my Pokemon's almost dead and you donate it, I have to throw the ball. I can't heal them. I can't switch out. I can't do anything like that. I have like 10,000 bits. I have to empty my whole bag no matter what. Um, I think 100,000 or something like that's kill off a Mon or it's like 200 or 20,000 or something. But it's basically like tears to the sublock, but in bits instead. Um, there's a lot of people that do different variations of those as well. I didn't make up. I don't know if I made up the sublock. I thought of it, but I don't know if I, I was the first one to ever do it. Probably not. Um, but the bitlock, there's a million different versions of those. People do those all the time. Oh, okay. I guess you're the only yeah. person I've really seen do it. But 
a, a um, lot of people right now are super fond of like just the normal randomized nuzlocke and that's kind of why i want to change it up as well um so on mondays monday nights i do just a normal randomized nuzlocke but it's of us one of the hardest game one of the hardest pokemon roms ever um so i don't really want to mess with that too much but then sundays and tuesdays we kind of get into the more fun ones that everybody can kind of enjoy that's fair and that's you know if people didn't see my tweet the other day uh your boy has been at like the top of my followed viewers list for quite a few days now so you are like you're just always at the top of my pokemon suggestions i don't ever watch anyone else now <laughs> i click on pokemon channel and you're the top one every time yeah no and i i pre that's good man honestly i do appreciate that that's like i don't know it's humbling like i always i don't know how to put it because my goals for the end of the year were like 2,500 followers on Twitch, 35 average, and I think that was really it. There really can't have much many more. Or it was like 40,000 views or something. And it's like we're at 50,000 views with 3,000 followers and like just a really good average. And it's humbling that people want to watch that because when I first started, it was so nerve-wracking, man. I thought no one would want to. And it's, I'm just blessed that I can bring that energy into a game that I actually am so passionate about and people recognize me as one of those guys and like our community is one of those communities, right? Like I've seen people go into other people's streams and they're like, oh my God, it's so-and-so like, that's awesome. You're here in mine. It's like, oh my God, like they're from our community and people are hyped that they're in theirs, right? So it's super humbling uh, and it's just, it's, it's always nice to see you working hard workout, right? So it's it's nice to see it really is and and i'm so happy for you i'm proud of you and it's you're you're so humble about it which is great but you definitely deserve a lot of credit for all the work and it's it's really cool when you get to see your friends like on the front page of twitch regularly and i know it's not everyone's front page it's tailored but i mean you're <laughs> literally competing with i mean i follow tim the Tatman, american dad like i follow all the big guys and you are right there on the front page with them like day in and day out so that's pretty cool and you're doing something right <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I really do. Like, I'll never be able to take all the credit. Um, and, and it's true. I can't, man. Like, I, and it sounds so cliche and corny when I say this, but I do mean it when I say I never see it as my community or my chat. I always tell people, like, when I load that stream up, it's like it's a house party and I'm the one knocking on the door being invited in, man. And I do honestly feel that way. Um, so anyone who is watching this from our community, man, like, I love you guys. You guys are the backbone to everything that I have. Um, every sub bit, just you being there and helping is just, it's, it's another level. It really is. Um, and, and it's one of those things, like, obviously it's biased, but I would say the way my community has been treating me is just, it's on another level, man. It's just on another level. I love, I love them. I honestly do. I love them like a family. That's good to hear. And that's, I, I don't think that family's going anywhere. It's only going to grow. Speaking of family, you and I respawn recruits season yes, one, sir. season two. Yes, uh, it's still like, I, I tell people that was like the defining moment of this year for me, as far as like my content is concerned. Yeah. Um, the day I got announced I, I was the 10th. I was the very last one of the first round. They toyed with me a bunch. Um, I was driving through an area where I get no cell service when it hit. So I come through the other side of the mountains and 
my phone is literally just vibrating. Like it, I couldn't click on anything because it just it vibrated. It got so hot I had to put it in the freezer, and I basically just oh couldn't touch it for two God. hours. Yeah, it was insane, and it was like it took me days to catch up with people, and like it was it was such a cool moment, and just getting like welcomed in, and like the the group chat, as you know, like when you get brought into that, it's such a big oh. deal, and yeah. it's um it it was so cool getting to like. I, I guess for me, breathe a sigh of relief and not have to compete and watch season two because it was I missed out on a lot of cool things just being so worried about my own content that I missed out like on what my friends did. So it's so cool getting to see what everybody did and like what what first drew your attention to respawn in general and what kind of got recruits on your mind and pushed you to do it? Yeah, really good question, man. So funny enough. I had this chair who shall not be named. I have, I have, my, I have my specter. I have my specter, but it's at my other address right now because I just moved. I got to go pick it up. Wanted to get it tonight. Snowstorm. It ain't worth it. Um, but it was actually the specter. So I was just scrolling. I was scrolling. I was scrolling. I was scrolling. And I was like, man, I do like this chair that I'm in right now. But it's so, it's such a, it's such a like, brand slut <laughs> it's just such a brand slut chair that i i just don't enjoy it it's comfortable but no matter how many times i build it it's not center it's not even it's annoying like it's a really good it's it's a well-made chair just not exactly what i wanted and i was like man that specter is dope that's a cool chair it was like as soon as it came out um and i was just doing whatever and doing my own thing and then still making content. I was making content at this point. And then Respawn put out a few tweets or whatever. And I already followed them. And they were like, man, we'd love to follow some peeps. Show us what you got or something. Just like a random, you know how they are. Like, yeah. we want to hit 500 people. Follow all of our socials. So we'll follow you back. And they were like, we're only doing the first 30 or whatever. I, man, I picked up my... I spammed that. I followed all their stuff so quick. I said, done. They followed me back. I was like, I'm flexing on them now. So I had the follow and then they just, they must've just put it out. I think, I think they just put out the, the whole respawn recruit season two thing. And I actually had, uh, I'll just call him can't die. Had can't die who, uh, followed me earlier because he said something funny on a tweet and I said something, I took his profile picture. If you know his profile picture, him yep. sitting there looking like a mob boss. I took that <laughs> and used it as a reply. He said, man, you're kind of funny. I'm going to follow you. So he followed me and season two came around. I was like, I just went in the, his DMs. I was like, Hey bro, I know we chat every now and then. Um, did you win season one or like how'd that work? And he just kind of broke it down what they did and stuff like that for me. Um, and I was like, okay, dope. So, that's when I realized, oh, hey, man, like, I want to be a part of this because I have so much content. Like, instantly it clicked. I had so many ideas for content for them. And I was like, that's it. Even if I don't get in, I have all this great content. It'll look good in a portfolio. I can send to other brands, do whatever. And it was like, I still to this day rate for now haven't gone so hard on content creation in my entire life. Like, the videos, the YouTube edits, like the 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 background from Streamvamp, shout out to them, honestly. The background he made for me, uh, he was on call. He was literally on call for those. Uh, the Twitter edits and stuff, putting Respawn in it, the making them kind of wait for me 
was really humbling to me. And I think that's what caught their attention. Um, so for people that don't know, I guess what I, what my strategy was, cause I could tell what they wanted to do with this was to make them wait. So I would kind of do like a really quick movie edit type, kind of like a Michael Bay type. Yeah, uh, like a little trailer. trailer. Yeah. And then I'd put this date on it and I'd make them wait. And I think that's really like social media guy. I don't know if we're using his real name here, but I think that's what caught his attention. Mm -hmm. uh, he told me that's kind of those edits were really what brought him in. Um but I won't get too far into it because I don't know what question you have. I know we're going to dive into it more, I'm sure. Uh, but it was just, it was, it flipped my world upside down for content creation, man. Like even to this day, um, to this day, um, I look back at that on things like my overlays, my transitions, my new alerts that I got, everything like that. Like I realized I had to take it up a notch because it mattered now even more, right? So man, psh, shout out to Respawn. Like, not even being a recruit, like, not even being partnered with them, just the level they put my content on is just, I can't imagine being under that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I 100% I agree. And I actually, so this, this, yep, this 110 yes, is my original one. I've had this guy forever, long before I ever worked with them. And that was, like, from day one, I said, I was like, at the end of the day, like, I love you guys. I really want to work together, but I'm... I'm not going to stop supporting. I'm not going to tell people this is a shit chair because oh. it's not. Oh. I like it. Like, that's why I want to work with you. But it mm -hmm. it improved my content 100%. I learned new things to try to get an edge up. Um, you know, I was editing videos on my phone at work just trying to get, like, content out. Like, it was... It was a big motivator and it was it was really cool because you already saw like the bigger people like Kate and uh, Farron that they were already partnered with, you know, and just getting to be like, oh, cool. They're partnered with Xset, this huge team with like NFLers on it. And now like yeah. I get to work with that. Like it's still insane yeah. seeing some of the people that are in our discord and I'm just far too much of a pussy to ever message them. But just like seeing the names, I'm just like, this is so cool. Like, I love mm -hmm. it. Um, so like for, for me and for all of us in season one, it was a hundred percent a surprise. They didn't, they didn't hint anything. They didn't give anything away. We didn't know until they tweeted and ruined our lives for half a day uh, that, <laughs> that we were in, um, for you it was a little different. They, oh, man. they, they tipped their hat a little for everybody that was watching closely. And, you know, they just tweeted the, we call it the goose emoji, but it's really a duck. Um, <laughs> Which is funny because, like, everybody associates it with you now and it's not even really a goose. I love it. I know. And, I mean, instantly I knew. I was like, okay, cool. We're picking up goose. We got this. Like, this is awesome. My buddy Panda, like, I coached him through it. He was one of the first. He was the first one? Or he was one of the first ones? He was the first. Yeah. So, like, got that got that anxiety out of the way right away. So, I was like, cool. We got goose coming in next. And then, like, you weren't the next one. I was like, wait, did we all read Hyper. that wrong? Like, I'll never forget it. I know. I was like, what is going <laughs> I on? You, I love you, Hyper. <laughs> love you, buddy. You deserve it absolutely oh my god and that's like the reaction in the group chat was like nobody knew what to say because like we all knew what we wanted to say but like as soon as we invite hyper he's gonna see it so we can't and we wanted to be excited yeah. for him oh it was weird like there was a lot of side combos going on at that moment yeah, what was so going through we'll, your head when that happened I'll, yeah total tell all here too i love respawn i feel like they with unintentionally they undercut hyper by doing that. I think we all agree on that. Yep. They undercut him. Love you, Hyper. 
buddy. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I love Hyper. Like, nothing against him. I was literally, I had people messaging me being like, I'm going to comment on this and tell them. I'm like, yo, chill, everybody. I don't want Hyper to feel bad. Like, this dude knows nothing about me, man. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know anything. He saw a duck emoji. He's like, waddled away, waddle, waddle. Like, he doesn't know what's going on, man. He just, he's in. That's all he knows, right? So, I didn't want no hate at him at all. I felt no ill. One thing I will say, I actually felt no ill malice or will or negative towards, which was so weird in the whole thing. Like, there's times, like, you're going for, let's say, NBA championships or Stanley Cups, whatever you're going for, you're going to get frustrated when it's like you just can't win. Yep. I wasn't frustrated. Everyone around, oh, everybody around me was. Like, oh, my, yeah. my, I had people who had no idea about streaming or respawn that were messaging me being like, what the is going on? I'm like, yo, chill. It's okay. And I remember when Hyper was picked, and I was like, nice, confused and nice all at the same time. Not even mad, but I was like, so, whoa. Because for, I had a weird feeling it wouldn't be me. Like Queen Goose, she was like, oh, man, it's it's you, it's you, it's so you. My mom's texting me, it's you, it's you. I'm like, I don't think it's me. And for a second before they revealed it, I was like, holy crap what if it's me? And then it wasn't. Oh. And I was like, at a point of like, I really didn't expect it to be because these guys have been playing games the whole time. But a part of me was like, who, like, what else would it be? So I'm on Twitter. I'm like, does he have a duck mascot? Is he like, <laughs> not the thing or whatever. And I was like, nothing to do with ducks. So then I just, I just felt bad for hyper. Cause there was a lot of people who I couldn't control. Like people who were just following us on our journey to respawn as like culty as that sounds like following us on that who are like it should have been goose 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 canada goose blah blah and one guy was like but this is a doc period and i'm like yeah see that's my thing it's a doc so like did they even mean me and i was so confused at this point man and it got to a point where i was like i told everybody i was like i don't think i'm getting it literally i i was like i do not think i'm getting it even on the day they revealed it I didn't think I was getting it. And on that day, what happened was it was my birthday stream. Yeah. So I'm doing my birthday stream, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, we're going to reveal it in a few, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sweet. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll see who it is. And I had a few names that I thought it might be. And then I took a break. I had to get up, get food or whatever. And Queen's like, if it's not you, I'm going to be so mad that they did this to you. And that that's really what was going through in my head because Alex came in the stream a few weeks ago and told me to do a 60-second ad for them. They posted it on the Respawn site. They took a bunch of my stuff and retweeted it the whole time. They were, they were playing games with me a lot throughout this whole thing. And then I was, like, sitting there. I was like, man, like, I love this company, but, like, did just play me for content. Like, what yeah. if they used me to build up respawn recruits. And I was like, oh my God, like one thing about me is like, I do not want to get played. Like, I hate that. I hate being the butt end of a joke or like anything like that when you're not expecting it. I'm like, wow, I'm going to look like a goof, man. I'm going to look like such a goof. So she's like, Queen's more worked up than me at this point. I'm sitting on the bed. I'm like, it's okay. Like the stream's amazing. It's one of the best streams I've ever had. Like everybody's showing so much love. And then all I hear is, oh, my God, you got it. And I'm like, what? Like, she said it, and it didn't register. Mm -hmm. 
And then she was like, wait, wait, let me check again. She was like, you got it. So I run back to the computer and I'm like, I sit there. I open it up and chat's flying. Chat's Yo. gone. I knew nothing of nothing. And I'm just like, that's it. I couldn't see or look. Like it was foggy. And then I mean, I'm starving. I'm eating a banana and I start crying. I'm like, I just start crying, man. And it was like, it was more so, I was super happy I got it. But all that weight of, man, you don't realize it. And this is such a bad analogy. I already know whoever's listening to this is going to be like, oh, he's definitely not humble. He's saying this. This is not what I mean, people. But <laughs> the only thing I'm going to compare this to is like athletes like LeBron James who have the weight of their, the world on their shoulders every day saying they have to win or they're a loser. That's like what I felt like on a much, 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 much smaller scale. Like, it was to a point where everybody on every single com, every single thing they'd tweet would say, goose, goose, goose. It has to be goose, pick goose. Take Like on random tweets, they were like, take goose, pick goose. And I'm like, oh my God, man, if they don't pick me, like I am a joke. Like, and they when they did it, I was like so relieved. Like, holy smokes, like we won. Like, and I just thought of everybody who had our back the whole time and like, you like all of you guys who were like messaging me even and you guys were like oh yeah dude you gotta have this we believe in you and stuff and i was like oh my god like we actually did it and i think the one thing that went through all of our heads up here in canada anyways was will they not pick him because he's canadian yep. so as we know respawn doesn't ship to canada they did for me bless up to them um yeah weird tweets earlier but we won't get into that yeah but um, a little cryptic yeah really really really. um but i was like maybe they won't pick me because i'm canadian and even social media guy he confirmed like nah man definitely canada's involved and i was like okay man okay and then sure enough man like i can't describe the feeling of all that weight being off my shoulders, man. After like during such a great stream and everybody being so kind and humble about it and so nice to me, like I just I can't even I can't even go back and remember that. But it's definitely one of definitely one of the the top moments in my streaming career. Being live and having that happen was just bar none amazing, to be truthful. Absolutely. And that with you specifically, that was a hill that I was dying on regularly for a couple of days because <laughs> there were so many little Timmy's coming out of the woodwork and being like, oh, they're just using him for content. Like he made that sweet 3D background with the chairs I and now they have video of it. And I'm like, listen, if this was just I any know. random company, I like I believe it. you, but I know Alex and like that's not the type of, but like that was just one thing I was never concerned about, but for outsiders i think that's kind of how it looked honestly but it did as far as like the weight being lifted i feel you i very early on i think even before the first one started alex the account everybody followed me already uh i i kind of thought like i i had been just spamming their dms like let me work with you i love your chairs like i will do whatever you want like i just i wasn't even asking for free stuff i was just like i want to be a partner like i like this company i already use the product let me let it let me show it off for you and they just kind of like i don't say they ignored me because they definitely responded and were always polite but like it was basically just like thanks kid whatever <laughs> get out yeah. of here um, so it's right when it started I, a lot of my friends thought i had it and it was i didn't get the first six and so they added two more and then i didn't get those two and they added two more and then chaos got number nine and i was just like well this is it 
And a lot of my friends were getting a little salty and like bless them because social guy said it was my community coming in like 50 people strong with vouchers the the day before they said they wanted everybody to like tag who they thought should win it and i had like 60 percent of the tags in the whole post and like social guy was like that's what did it for you right there and i was just like i'm so thankful i couldn't have done that without them but i almost feel bad putting them all through it because it was a roller coaster a month-long roller coaster ride for them too you know every day they say they're gonna announce someone and i'm like i'm at work i'm all excited and then they announce and it's not me and i'm just like I don't want to say I felt entitled to it because, like, that sounds so douchey, but it's just... I get it. You misinterpret things on social media sometimes. You think you're a little further in than you are or whatever, you know? It's it's hard. And and honestly, I fully think social media guy was fucking with people. Like, he, he was having fun with it. Like, he was, and he does. And I can see that now that they do that. And it's like, I... Man, the one thing that resonated with me was you think you're more in than you are. It's like... People will get a follow from somebody, I don't know, just some random big streamer. Yep. They're like, oh, my God, I'm in. Where's my raid? It's like, nah, man, he followed you. Like, chill out. You know what I mean? Like, even the whole thing with American Dad, I don't know if you saw that when I challenged him to the Nuzlocke. There. That was cool. Yeah, you, think, you think I expected him to respond to that? Not really, dude. Like, it's content. Like, yep. the only reason I know him is because he said, I want to do a Nuzlocke. And... He DM'd me after I said, I'll help you. Like, so, like, he follows me now, but I'm not sitting there and I'm like, oh, my God, American Dad's my best friend. No. Like, no, man. He's a content creator. He's going to do what's best for him. Yep. And I'm, I, like, you can't expect what's not on your plate yet. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I ran with Respawn, too. And I run with everything. Like, you can't expect what's not on your plate. You can't eat what's not there. And it's it's the exact same with partner. Like, everybody, every day, they're like, which is another burden, man. And I'm trying to get over it, but they're like, oh my God, dude, you got partner. You're going to get partner. You're on the verge of partner. It's like, yeah, man, like slow and steady, but that food's not on my plate yet. And I, I can't, I, I can't eat that. I just, I can't eat that food yet. Right. So um, that's definitely a, a big motto for me is don't count, don't eat, don't do nothing until it's there. And you'll be way less anxious in your life for sure. That's, I think that's a really good spot to, to end things. That's uh, amazing advice. And I think even for me, it's something that I could take to heart more often. I'm, I, I'm definitely not an entitled person, but it's <laughs> you definitely think there's more on your plate than there is sometimes and you get excited. And, yeah. you know, if you temper your own expectations and you're realistic about your own worth, it helps a ton in this community. Yeah, I actually agree, man. 110%. Again, they- man, I appreciate you having me on legendary of you i really mean it man like i wouldn't want to do the first one with anybody else ah that's a pause moment but you know what i'm saying no dude <laughs> i appreciate it so much first. honestly I, it's blessing talking to you you're such not not everybody realized but you're such a humble down-to-earth supportive individual in such a genuine way and i need to give you your blessings and give you your give you your flowers for that so thank you so much man Thank you, man. For me, that really means a lot coming from you. Thanks, Spirit. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming on. This is going to be a banger of an episode. (laughs) Absolutely, dude. Absolutely, man. I hope you have a great night. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Have a good one. The Spawn Point is powered by Artesian Builds. Visit them online for your next streaming, gaming, or editing PC, and then watch them build it live on stream. Check out the link in the episode description and use code NICK at checkout for additional savings. Now, let's get back to the show.
All right, everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. We are joined right now by my good friend, John The Baker. You know him, you love him from Twitch, his high energy, his awesome uh, videos on Twitter. Welcome in, John. Thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited to have you. When I was first like planning this out, you were right away, you were top of my list. I was like, I really got to get this guy on. And then you were like, I've never done that before. I was like, oh, you, you're so good on camera. You have so much energy. This was, I honestly assumed this was something you'd done like a million times. No, I've actually been nervous. I've I went to the bathroom a few times because I've been so nervous for this. I'm not even I'm not even gonna lie. That's uh, the nervous poops are well known around here, so don't feel <laughs> bad. That's that that is a thing in this household. Um, so something I'd like to ask everybody so far when we come in, just because I've talked to a lot of streamers so far, what drew you to the world of streaming to start with? Like, kind of what got you in that door? Uh, so like. I don't really do much at work, so I just like <laughs> I was just like trying to find something to do, and then like I found Twitch, and I started watching like Tim the Tap Man when he was back in his Fortnite days with like Ninja and all them. Um, so I was just watching, and then I was just scrolling through Twitter one night, and I realized one of my IRL people, like IRL homies, was like a streamer. So I just started to watch him, his stream, uh, became a member of his community, and then I'm like, man, I think I could I could do this, and then so like I started saving up so I can just have everything when I first started. So I was like saving up for a computer. Um, a camera, a mic, and then a uh, capture card. And then after a few months, I just I decided like I was just going to full on go into it, bought it all, and then I just started streaming. So were you, you were big into video games before that, though? Like you played just offline on your own? Yeah, I was really big into like 2K and stuff along the lines of that. Like never like anything that you could stream. Like I just play like 2K franchise, and I still just do that when I'm not streaming. So like I can't really like stream that. Uh, but I did play Siege every now and then, so... He's just, just always been my one love, even though we always break up. Yeah, that's. I've never seen anyone say like I'm done and uninstall more than this guy. But like, <laughs> honestly though, with Siege, you are so good, dude. Like your your wall shots where you're just like, oh, if I hit the shot, I'm a hacker, and then pop, and then you hit it, and I'm just like, is he a hacker? This this, this guy's good. So were you um a console player or a PC? Uh, I was a PS4 player until I started streaming, because uh, I was always like thinking that PCs were really expensive. So I would just play on console because I really didn't understand PC and none of my friends like played PC. So I just stayed. I was a PS4 player until I started streaming. Do you still play 2K on, P or on PS4? Nope, I play it on PC. Oh, okay. How is it? I've never tried it on the PC yet. Like, um, I still haven't switched well, over. 2K hates PC. So it's trash. That sounds like it. <laughs> like they did, they did the new gen update for like the new PlayStation and Xbox and super dope. Uh, they said they don't make enough money on PC, so they're not making that adjustment to PC. Ooh. So I'm playing PS4 play, uh, 2K on my PC right now because they won't, they won't update it. That sounds about right. I, uh, that's franchise mode in general, but definitely 2K and then like MLB The Show. Those are my two huge like off stream games. Like just sit and play those for hours. Notice it's like two in the morning all of a sudden. But I've never thought about <laughs> streaming that. Like I was like, nobody wants to watch me make the Bucks a good team. Like that's yeah. <laughs> and I'm so into it, I couldn't focus on chat. Like I'm yeah. You know, you're, you're, there's too much going on in those games. But I'm glad somebody yeah. else plays that because it's most of the streamers I know that play 2K. It's all about like the park, and I, yeah. I never play the park. Like I I. I don't go near that ever. I think my record's like two and one in every 2K ever. Yeah, it's like big on that or like my team. And I I don't play either of them. So like I just, 2K is just my like, I'm going to calm down. I'm just going to play 2K off stream. But that's like why it sucks is because I either play 2K or Siege. So if I'm in a breakup with Siege, it's even harder to stream because I'm like, I have nothing to fall back on. So you're pretty correct at Fortnite though. <laughs> I, I, I like to get carried on Fortnite. I'm just here I to emote. 
There you go. I, I and honestly, you're someone that does a really good job of like casting other people's streams and making it super entertaining. I come from the world of casting as a like a competitive thing. So um, when I think of casting, I think of me calling a match, um, being very analytical about it, and very serious. When I watch you uh, do well, not so much the siege team because you take that a little more seriously, but like the Fortnite when you were doing the other night, like that that's so funny and entertaining and engaging because you're getting good gameplay but like really hilarious entertainment at the same time and i don't think there's a lot of streamers out there doing it you might have found your new niche honestly yeah i i've always wanted to cast because every time i talk to anybody they're like you got a good voice for it. you got a good voice for it i i could just be playing in a random siege lobby with people and as soon as i like this is actually a true story so i was playing ranked and i was solo queuing ranked and i made a call out and they're like wait talk again and so i talked again and they're like you have a really good voice. And I'm like, I don't know what to say back to that. <laughs> like, thanks, I guess. And then like, I ended up getting picked up by their four stack and they ended up carrying me to a few games. So like, who knew a voice could find you a four stack in a game? But that's literally the only reason because I was really bad that night. <laughs> that That's awesome though. Like you, you really do have a, a, a voice and a, a, like a demeanor for um, casting, I guess, for lack of a better word, but for streaming in general, too. Like, you're you're definitely someone I've looked up to and, and stolen a few cues from when I'm watching you. Like, it's... I'm always looking to learn, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but for me, my first console, I guess that I remember, my parents said they had, like, an Atari 2600 around the house that I played as a kid, but the first one that was, like, mine was Sega Genesis. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was my first game. Where did you get your starting gaming? Um... I know I played PlayStation 1, and I played a Hot Wheels game. Like, I don't really remember much of it, so I would say GameCube, um, NBA, and NFL Street would be, like, the first games that I truly remember. But I do know that there was a PlayStation 1 Hot Wheels game. That's, like, I, I do remember Loki, that. Loki, but... I think I remember what game you're talking about. <laughs> Man, I love NBA Street. I, I never really liked NFL Street that much, but NBA Street yeah. was a lot of fun. I really wish they'd bring that back. Yeah. I, I would go for even just a remaster if it wasn't like a full new game, but a new game would yeah. be really, pretty great. It would make it good with all the new graphics and stuff too. It looks yeah. so dope. Well, there's so many different anim- like animation styles you could go with that could make it look like semi-realistic, but still like artsy and over the top now. Yeah. With, like such good graphics cards and everything. I'd be into that for sure. So with Siege, seriously, let's get back to this for a minute because like we joke that you're a hacker a lot. You know, you, you have your hilarious TikToks where you open <laughs> the purple packs all the time, but... um. Is it is it just like you a lot of practice or were you naturally good at siege from the get go? Like, how did you get to such a good level with that game? The fun fact is, is I'm really bad at siege, but none of none of my friends watch any siege, so they just automatically assume that I'm good. Um, but like, I am really really bad. I just shoot through walls a lot, and sometimes there's people behind. Um, but no, I'm really bad. Like, I'm almost one of the lowest ranks that you can have in Rainbow Six Siege. Really. Um, yeah, I'm I'm bronze, <laughs> and that's like that's not the lowest because copper is the lowest. But I'm a bronze, so like I am not good at siege. So anytime someone says I am, I don't know what to say because I know that I'm not good. I'm just funny, <laughs> and I get lucky. Okay, it, it must be then because like whenever I watch you, I like I seriously I'll, I'll watch you get like three kills in one match, and I'm just like, well, like that's really good. And they're like not your av- like we were talking about before you know you'll literally be like all right i'm gonna shoot through this window and get this guy and then bam <laughs> and you do but i guess something i have noticed and watching a couple other people play siege is the tactics for that game like everyone takes the same lines like yeah. all the time so i guess like eventually you're kind of gonna know where people are a yeah little bit. the difference is like i call it so like i can get a clip out of it like i'll be like yeah i'm gonna shoot this wall and then boom i can get a clip out of it if i do get a kill 
Um, but like, it's also different because like when I'm streaming, I'm playing like quick play. So like I'm playing freely and just kind of just messing around. But like if I play rank, it's like a whole different John and it is not a good siege player. But like quick play, like I'm just relaxed and just like goofing around and just trying to hit stupid shots just for like, for like Twitter clips and stuff along the lines of that. So for, cause like, honestly, I'm, I've never played siege. I rented it from Redbox once, like five years ago and was like, oh, this is fun. And then took it back the next day. But is, <laughs> um, quick play is just like, would be like unranked in Valorant. Uh, yeah. Like it's just like a casual game. Cause there's actually okay. something called unranked in siege as well. So it's like, you can oh, practice okay. your rank strats and it's like the same type of stuff, except for it doesn't count against your rank. So it's just like a casual gameplay. Okay. Actually, that's a really cool idea, though. Honestly, I, I would like Valorant to have a middle ground like that where you could practice for ranked without it being ranked because like, mm -hmm. I solo queue too much and like I'm just forever stuck in uh, iron because like, <laughs> nobody wants to hang out with a solo queuer, so I just get shit on constantly. Yeah, yeah that's like my issue with Siege. Is, uh, I play Siege with like one to two of my IRL homies, so either we're like trio stacking and we're still like... I never have a full five stack, so that's why... Like our ranks aren't that great. It's just because we we don't ever have like a full five stack. We always get stuck with people that don't use mics or they're just really bad at the game. So it's it's, it's not fun playing ranked. I feel that it, it doesn't matter the game. I guess if you if you don't have a full <laughs> stack, it's just gonna suck regardless. Mm -hmm. So back to what you said a little bit ago, how um, you call it beforehand because you know you can get a clip. You have such a good mind for content in general. I've seen you give amazing ideas to other people that either you didn't have the time or whatever to pull off yourself. But it, I feel like even when you're in the gameplay, you're always, at least in the back of your mind, you have a mindset to focus on what sort of good clips you can get. What is your, I guess, creative process for creating clips and content? Because you really do drop a lot of stuff that's a lot different than a lot of our friends. I like to, like, a lot of people in streaming, I feel like they, like, there's a barrier and they just sit behind that barrier and they're too afraid to cross into, uh, into, like, the world of this has never been done before. And, like, I like to think, like, why stop there if you can just do stuff that no one else has done before? Like, everything that I do is, like, sometimes I get, like, ideas from other people, but then I just make it my own and add my own flair to it. So, like, I think the biggest thing is, like, I just want to be different from everybody else. I just want to put on the best show that I can put on. I want to put out the best skits that I can put out on Twitter. Like, I just want to be different, and I just want to make people smile. Well, that's that's awesome, and that's a good goal because you do do a really good job. So, um, with your skits specifically, I guess, but even, like, your TikToks and just your off-the-cuff stuff, is any of it scripted, or are you just uh, hitting record and seeing what pops up? It's all scripted. Uh, so like I'll be sitting at work. I have my own Discord channel just for like me to type out my content. And then I'll send it to like a couple of homies. I'm like, yo, is this a good idea? Um, but it'd be like scripted. It'd be like left side and then right side. And it'd be like left side says this, right side says this, back and forth. Like the whole, it's like a movie script. And then I, uh, I'll press record and I'll put that Discord message right in front of me. And then I'll just read it and I'll change, like, change it to how I think it should go instead of just like the regular words. Um, but yeah, it's 100% scripted. Okay. I mean, that's great, though. You you have a really good creative process. Every time that you or that Twitch comes out with another dumb, stupid, crazy thing, you are on the ball like that same day um, with a, another banger video, just making fun of him to the point where now when I see Twitch do something stupid, my very first thought is, oh, what is John going to do with this one? And how's he going to work? Because fuck him into it. <laughs> um. 
I don't know. Like, it started as a joke because Twitch, I don't remember what, like, the first one was, but Twitch did something dumb, and I was like, I'm going to make a funny video out of this. And then I got a lot of traction, so I was like, I got to keep doing it then. And now it's just so easy because Twitch is always making mistakes, it seems like. So it's just, con it's easy content for me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I hate to say that, but it really is. <laughs> like, they, they, they never endless fodder with those guys. <laughs> So with, for you, you've seen a really awesome amount of growth this year specifically, um, I guess, as far as like a streaming standpoint, content standpoint. Do you think that's coming more from your ancillary con content that you're putting out on like TikTok and Twitch and stuff? Or do you think it's mainly coming from Twitch and then spreading out into those other areas? Mm, I really think it's just the connections that I'm making on Twitter. Um, like, cause I don't really use TikTok anymore. Like I would just post a clip. I was too lazy to do anything else on it. So like my growth from TikTok doesn't exist. Um, I use Twitter to grow. Um, uh, so I definitely think it's from Twitter because like streamers will like, I'll connect with other streamers. They'll raid me. Their community will then, you know, keep stopping by and stuff along the lines of that. And it's just because I kind of think like I have somewhat of a small name as a siege like content creator. So like people know of me. So they'll come by and check out my channel. Um, enough flex but like it seems like every time that i stream siege i'll get 10 to 12 new followers just from just streaming siege compared to any other game where i won't see that growth and i think it's just because like another thing is i am the only siege streamer that is like a content based slash still competitive at the same time like with siege it's usually you get competitive or you get content like i feel like i'm one of the only ones that like combines them both at the same time um so i think that's what really helps me out yeah, because it's, it's been awesome to see. And it's I think I've noticed for sure every single time you have a stream like that, that, you know, you're just going up and it's really, really good to see. But I think a lot of people sleep on making those real connections on Twitter and not just follow for follow, not just like support groups or whatever. But like you do a really good job of making like human connections. I know like we that's uh, that's what drew me to your stream to start with. Like that's what built our friendship was that connection we made on Twitter. And that's invaluable uh, advice that I can give everybody and I can point to you as just a super good example of like hey this is someone like you should absolutely watch how they're doing you're doing it right because you can like you post spicy content it's not like you're like a, a super clean page you know what I mean but <laughs> it's it's not to the point where it's like offending anyone and you walk yeah. that line really nicely and that's is that something that you actively focus on like ooh, maybe like this tweets too much or is that just your personality naturally it just walks that line really well <laughs> Uh, I actually have a couple of friends <laughs> that I'm like, hey, is this tweet too much or no? And and they'll steer me away if it is. So shout out, shout out to those ones. <laughs> they they keep my Twitter safe because I like I like to toe the line, like you said. Sometimes I do cross over, so they uh, they'll get me out of that real quick. That's what I like to hear. I would love to see the spicy <laughs> the spicy folder that doesn't get released. That would be great. Uh, so with you and and getting this growth and success and you know just really building your brand very well shout out to that awesome new background by the way the bakery i love that <laughs> um it is you've been so humble with it you know you're always saying things like no cap no flex and you really mean it and i appreciated that about you but is there anything that you have that's like a worry or anxiety as you continue to grow stuff that like you're just worried about that you might have to tackle in the future um, I don't really have to deal with much, uh, like toxicness right now, which is weird since I play the, like one of the most toxic, the most games. toxic game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have to deal with it as much. Um, but so I'm always afraid of like that happening once I get a little bigger or anything along the lines of that. 
like the biggest thing, like the biggest issue I have, not really issue, but like I'm very chat oriented. So like I'm always afraid that my chat will get like too big and I won't be able to keep up with chat as much as I want to. So like that's my biggest worry with growing is just because I, I like to have those one-on-one connections with my community. And like I can tell you one thing about almost every member of my community. So like as I keep getting bigger and bigger, it's harder to like stay on top of chat and getting to know people on the lines of that especially trying to stream Siege, which is highly competitive at the same time. So you take your eye off of Siege one one second, you're probably going to die. So like, it's it's just a hard, to like, get that, I guess. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. And that's as someone who barely ever streams, but I've had a couple moments where just seconds where the chat gets a little too much to handle and my anxiety went through the roof because it's like, yeah. I, those 11, 15 people that were there for me, like those are my real homies and I don't want to make them feel left out ever. So that's, now that you mention it, I just got a whole new anxiety I didn't know existed <laughs> until two seconds ago. Uh, so if anybody's ever stopped by your streams, they know you're a huge, huge, huge proponent of closed caption streaming, which I love. I'm trying to get set up now. I think that's a really cool thing. What, I guess, what drew you to that and what made you such a strong proponent of that? Well, I, I know a couple of people that are that are that have a hard of hearing. So like uh, that was one of the main reasons. But another reason is I try to like I watch most of my Twitch at work and I can't have uh, Twitch play through my headset at work. So like if I want to watch, it's just me watching and I can't understand what you're saying and stuff along the lines of that. So that's really what started it. But I it's just such a simple thing to set up. I don't understand why people wouldn't at the first place and it helps people out. Like, yeah, it might miss a few words here and there, but like at least people might be able to take a guess of what you're trying to say instead of like, I have to sit here and try to read your read your lips and try to assume what you're saying or ask everybody in chat. So like, that's really the thing is just because I wanted to watch Twitch at work and it's such a simple thing to set up. Yeah, it, and I know like when we first had my son, probably like the first eight months, you know, I'd have to go wake up at like two in the morning and go hang out with him. And I would literally look for streamers that had the closed captioning is enabled so I could sit and watch them without any volume because otherwise like YouTube's captions are atrocious you can't watch anything on YouTube unless it's from like an official studio with subtitles like it's just impossible and I think the ones on or at least yours I guess and a couple other streamers I've watched it's it misses one out of maybe every hundred words like it's very easy to piece together what's going on and it it does make content in situations where you couldn't normally consume it consumable which is really great and that's like I feel like I'm minimizing the fact that it's also helping a ton of hard of hearing people. And I don't want to do yeah. that. Like that. I think that's the top goal. I'm just saying like, yeah. for me, someone that like doesn't struggle with hearing, it's still also a very valuable add on to the service. Exactly. Exactly. So like I've said a million times already, as someone I look up to someone that does a really good job in this community, are there any just very small starting out tips that you would have for people that are like a lot of pitfalls that, people fall into and could just avoid and do a better job of building their brand or their content before they worry about other stuff? Uh, um, like making real connections on Twitter or any type of social media, posting clips, like a lot of people, a lot of my streamer friends, like they'll post those clips on like TikTok, but like posting them on Twitter helps. Like, cause then people like get to see your content without having to stop by. So like you could be scrolling through, you see a clip of mine, and you're like, oh, this guy's content's great. Instead of just seeing like tweets and stuff along the lines of that. So like posting stuff like that um, and Pardon my language, but don't get into the bitching culture that just sits here and complains about every single thing. Um, like, I meme a lot on Twitter. Like, that's just me, though. Like, I don't care whatever happens. Like, I make fun of Twitch, but, like, Twitch is how I pay some of my bills. So, like, whatever they tell me to do is what I'm going to do. So, 
like just don't get into the that that type of culture because it's annoying and no one's going to want to follow you. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good, honestly, like a really, really good tip that I, you don't hear a lot of people talk about. A lot of people touch on right away, like, oh, you don't need the best camera or you can just stream from your console, which great tips. But <laughs> I think one of the lot of things that a lot of people fall into is like follow for follow or they'll see that like if they jump on the bandwagon of like giving Twitch shit or giving some streamer like Alinity and her cat, like jumping on that yeah. bandwagon, for example, like sure it's fun, but that's probably not going to build you the connections you need. And uh, later when someone goes through your content, like looks at your Twitch to kind of figure or Twitter to kind of figure out what kind of person you are, that's going to stand out to them. Yeah. And probably not um, in a good way. <laughs> like I spend almost all my work day on Twitter. Like after I get off work, Same. I'm not, I don't tweet at all. So like, <laughs> if you look at like when I'm really active, it's when I'm at work and like, I just see everything. It's just people complaining and streamers and they're like, I've streamed for three years. Why do I only have three views? I deserve more and stuff on the lines that. And like, frankly, you don't deserve anything if you're not putting out good content. And like, even if you are putting out good content, you still don't deserve anything. So it's just like getting out of that mindset is like the biggest thing. Cause you don't deserve anything. You got to work your ass off to get it. And like, don't make pity stuff. Like every time I get on TikTok, I somehow get into pity, like pity streamer TikTok and it's annoying. And I don't, I don't know. Stuff like that pisses me off. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. My, whenever my for you page turns into the, like I've been streaming for three years and I only have two viewers, like, please come check me out type stuff. It's like, I'm sorry that it's going poorly for you. Cause I don't wish that on anyone, but you're clearly not doing something right. And exactly throwing a pity party might get you like, little bit of attention for a second but it's not gonna fix it in a long run and god and i know you're gonna agree with me on this but my biggest pet peeve is hey guys i achieved this today i'm really proud of myself and like happy about this let's go and right away somebody in the comments is like oh man i wish i could have that like just fucking don't do that like <laughs> yeah yeah oh don't even god. get me started on that one don't even don't even get me to start on that one nothing that makes me mm. <laughs> like it, it, it cannot be hard to just take two seconds out of your day to not care about yourself and be like, congratulations, friend. Yeah. Like, even in your heart, if you are so jealous, it hurts and you need to go scream into the void, like take your little fingers and just be like, congratulations. It's one word. Yeah. It's not hard. Like, honestly, it's that just goes back to what I was talking about earlier, though. It's just that's that mindset that that they deserve like the same stuff that you get. Even like, I don't know. It's just a, it's just that mindset. And it's just like. The same people that they average one to three views, like nothing wrong with that. But it's just like no. they're just stuck there because they're just in this mindset that they deserve everything. And that I don't, I don't know. It's just I, I, I've noticed it a lot. It's always the same type of people. They just bitch about everything. As soon as somebody makes a complaint about something, they're jumping on it or or they're they're trying to cancel somebody because they're trying to get that attention drawn to them. And it's just uh, it's a terrible, terrible mindset to have. Like, just be happy for people and and enjoy life i don't i don't know maybe yeah. i'm different than everybody else because that's it's a super simple thing i don't get how people can't do it no i, I agree fully it, and it, it drives me nuts it's it's one of those things where and i think partially in life in general you at work at home you have like just kind of like milestones where like if you hit them x will happen you get a raise at work okay now you can afford your bills better you can save more you can get that new car whatever streaming and content creation is that one thing where like you can have a TikTok pop off for 50,000 likes and your next 10 won't even get 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, you can see real success and then go stagnant again. So mm -hmm. when you see someone moving at the same pace as you and then all of a sudden they achieve something, I get it. It can feel like you're not 
getting what you deserve but it's not the I guess you have to be more mindful of the environment that you're in and that's not how it works you know what I mean it's and I fall into it occasionally where I'll be like oh man like I started streaming the exact same day as that guy I have twice as many views as him on YouTube like why did he just get that sponsorship but that's at that fork in the road right there you have two choices you can bitch about it or you can look at your content and say what did that what am i doing that they're not doing that i could fix and maybe get to that point then and i think at least for me that's just what i try to do it i'm always trying to learn i i feel like if i if i see someone doing something better there's something i can learn from them and take from that and improve my content with instead of just bitching about them getting something i didn't get exactly i agree a hundred percent um, another thing I noticed with smaller streamers is they'll see, um, say, X streamer is popping off. Um, so they're just going to mimic everything that they do. And like the biggest, I was like, this is the biggest tip is just be yourself. Like, be yourself, be unique, be different. Like, don't copy anybody. Like, that's the biggest tip. Like, it's just being yourself because it might work for that guy, but it's probably not going to work for you. And even if it does, why the heck would you want to be somebody else? I don't, I'll, that's another thing I'll never understand. Yeah, that's and that's the thing too. When you do see something that someone's doing better than you, and don't just take it and copy it. Don't don't just copy paste. Make it yours. Figure out how you can integrate that into your content and your community. Because that's I do see way too many people doing that. Be like, oh, this person played this game and it popped up. All right, I'm gonna play it. Well, why am I not getting 20 views because I'm playing it? Well, maybe no one wants to sit there and watch you sweat for eight hours while you don't yeah. talk to chat. You know, like it's it's not gonna work for you. Um. So one thing I've talked privately about with you a lot that I think is just something great that you've done in the past that I want to bring a little light to is your charity work. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the BTC, right? BTCC, yeah. BTCC, B- thank BTC you. BTC was copyrighted, so I didn't want to. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so just walk me through this a little bit. Tell me tell me what inspired you to get into charity work, what you did, any accolades you received. Just, just tell us about the BTCC. Um, so... I'm really big into basketball. Um, so when I graduated high school, I was like, shoot, I still want to play basketball. Um, so I started hosting like a two-on-two like basketball tournament. And then um, I held like three or four of them. And then one of my friends um, that I used to like grow up and play basketball with was shot and killed at a party. And I'm like, I can just do this basketball tournament and raise money for the family. Um, and the whole town got behind me. Like we raised a lot of money. Um, and I was like, I felt nice, right? Like I, I helped somebody and I was like, I'm just gonna keep doing this then. Uh, so I would just scroll through Facebook when I was at work and I would like this person's struggling and I'd be like, yo, I can host this basketball tournament for you. Um, so I've held 14 since 2012. Oh, that sucks to say, oh man, I'm getting old. Um, I've Don't held 14 even, since bro. 2012. Um, I've held people like they had um, cancer, they've gone a car crash. Uh, I just, the last one I did was for a little girl who was born with half a heart. Um, wow. So it was just the stuff along the lines of that. And um, just hosting a 2 charity basketball tournament just to raise money for him. Um, I don't remember the, the year, but uh, my hometown honored me at our homecoming. I don't know if like I'm from a small town, so I don't know if big towns have those or not. But uh, <laughs> um, so like the whole hometown, just they all just come down at the park and just party. And so like the home, my hometown honored me, gave me a plaque in front of the, everybody. So that's like the coolest accolade I've got. Like just the friendships that I made from it, um, it's awesome. Like, I'd say almost all my best friends or all my good friends that I have are from that tournament. Um, but sadly, I don't host it anymore. Um, all my friends are moving away. It's getting too hard to find people. So, like, I actually had to close it this year, and insurance just keeps going up and up for some reason. 
Um, I held 14 in about eight years. So it was it was definitely a life changing experience just to be able to like meet those people, make the connections, help families out and uh, and all that type of stuff. And just while I was just playing basketball, honestly. So like just to be able to do that and play basketball and make connections and and change lives is, is such a super dope thing. Yeah, it really is. And kudos to you, man. It's it's such great work to see. And it was awesome. Like when you showed me your little award and stuff like that's it's so cool, dude. And I'm really proud of you for all that work you did. Have you? Yeah. Have you had any thoughts of uh, the future for it, like tailoring it to something else, maybe moving it online, anything like that? Not really, just because it take uh, it took a lot out of me um, because like I'm the one scrolling through Facebook to find it. I'm the one coming up with the ideas. Um, so like me trying to work a full time job and then stream and then try to do that, like it's it's just got to be too much because like I'm still trying to put out content on Twitter. And so like all my all my creativity goes to that. And so like I just don't have the energy or the time to to continue it, sadly. Yeah, I mean that's fair. You know, as as time goes on, everybody grows up, moves away, responsibilities. I get it, dude. It's it's tough. And like I'm just the type of guy that like if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my all into it. Like you've seen my quality, you've seen yep. my tweets. Like I if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. So like I don't want to put like 50% into my Twitch, 50% into the charity. So it was like, I got to choose which one I want to do. Um, the charity was dope. It was nice. I helped people, but like, I just, I don't have the energy anymore. And like I said, insurance just kept going up. And like, I don't know how else to do it without basketball. It's like, yeah, I can just say, hey, we're raising money for this person. But like, that's like, I feel like you, I don't, I, you don't need me to do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the family can just do that themselves. Okay, fair enough. Well, I think that's all I have for you today, man. I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on. This is a lot of fun. Definitely going to have you on again. Is there anything specific besides your socials that you wanted to plug? Right on top. Ah, that's what I like to hear, buddy. Thank you so much again. You have a wonderful weekend, man. Yo, thanks for having me, man.